Amen. All right, take your Bibles, turn to the book of Proverbs. As I said a while ago, we're going to start a new chapter, the book of Proverbs chapter 14. And um, uh, we're going to look at the first five steps and the ten steps on how to get through the day. <laughs> Amen. You ever just uh, uh, had one of those days when, you know, sometimes you'll ask somebody, how are you going today? And it's just like you want to say, I'm just trying to make it. I'm just, I'm just trying to get to, to the end of the day. Uh, and certainly we've all been there, and a lot of people feel that just simply making it through the day just means that you simply just kind of survive. You know, you're, you're not really don't have a, a huge goal in mind or anything. You're just trying to make it through it, especially on days like this, you know, where it's 100 degrees. And, well, I feel sorry for those who got to be outside in this. Um, but uh, we've all been there, and uh, certainly I can understand that. Uh, but, but for the Christian, you know, uh, and I fail in this as much as anybody, but, but it does need to be said that the Christian, we, we ought to desire to make each day successful in the Lord. Amen? You know, we may not accomplish all the things that we get up in the morning and want to accomplish. You know, things just don't turn out right. Uh, you know, our schedules get messed up sometimes. You know, we got all these plans, all these things going on. Uh, things happen. And, and I'm the kind of guy that once I got a plan, and if I don't get all those things done that I want to get done, I feel like I've failed. But at the same time, I'll look back and I'll go, well, you know, the Lord just kind of intervened there. There must have been a reason for this. And so what I'm saying is the Lord's plans will always be more important than our plans, right? And uh, so, you know, we just got to kind of understand that. But I think if we face each day in, in, in our prayer time in the morning, and I, and I hope you don't just get up in time just to rush off to work. I hope that you spend just a little bit of time uh, in prayer before the Lord every morning and one of the things that we ought to pray is desire, again, to make each day successful in the Lord, however that may be, uh, you know, whether it's just sharing a gospel with someone or giving somebody a track or what have you. Um, I've said it before. You've probably heard it from other preachers. You know, you may be the only Bible that somebody ever sees. You, you know, you may be the only representation of Christ uh, that anybody's around, uh, you know, especially when we think about the work uh, uh, environment and those types of things. So we want to make each day successful in the Lord. And I want to just give you, uh, we're going to have ten, but I've, I've broken it up uh, into two lessons. But uh, we're going to see uh, through Proverbs 14, verses 1 through 10, each verse stands on its own. And we're going to see steps on how to get through uh, the day. And uh, so if you're physically able, you've been sitting for a while, let's all stand. We're going to read just the first five verses, and then we'll go back over them. Proverbs chapter 14, again, if you're physically able, uh, we'll stand in reverence to the Word of God tonight. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1, says, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Uh, he that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord, but he that is perverse in his ways despiseth him, that is, despises the Lord. In verse 3, In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Uh, where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of the ox. And finally, verse 5 says, A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. And these are some things that we've already talked about and looked at, but as we've learned through the book of Proverbs, if God keeps repeating things, there's a reason for it. Amen? And uh, so we're going to uh, take a look at some of these tonight. Again, the title of the message, Ten Steps on How to Get Through the Day. Father, we ask your blessing upon the, the teaching and reading of the Word of God tonight. And, Father, I just pray that uh, over these next several minutes, Lord, that we can just kind of put uh, you know our responsibilities and cares and 
thoughts off to the side for just a little while so we might focus in on what you'd have us to learn tonight. And Father, I just pray you'll speak to hearts in a mighty and powerful way. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, you can go ahead uh, and be seated. And so we'll just jump right into this. Number one, steps on how to get through the day. Number one, do things that build the home, not destroy it. And I think most of us would understand that probably one of the biggest uh, problems in America has to do with the breakdown of the home, you know, and it's really caused a lot of different issues uh, uh, in the world today. Yet the world still continues to do things and promote things that tear down the home, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, we, we preach on those specific things every once in a while. But, but I think we would all agree that, that the home certainly is under attack. And so we see there in verse 1, says, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Uh, and we're going to keep it in the context in which it was written here. In other words, God is saying in this case, and, and a man can be guilty as this as well, but, but we're going to keep it with what the Bible's talking about tonight. And what God is saying is a woman needs to make her home her first priority. Amen? In other words, uh, uh, I believe that if you read the Bible, even going all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, and go all the way through the Bible, certainly epistles, uh, will teach us that that the home uh, it ought to be special uh, to the wife. In other words, her first priority, uh, the home, her family. That is not not. We're not talking about the building here. We're not talking about the building and construction of the home, uh, but providing an environment in the home uh, that supports her family, that would support her husband and and nourishes her children. I'm just here to tell you, folks. If we get back to that, our country would change overnight. Amen. You know, and I know the culture is all against that, and I know the women's lib movement says different, and you know all this stuff. But hey, we just God's got it all figured out, Amen. And He's had it all figured out before the foundations of the earth were laid. And when we start messing around and tinkering around with stuff, it just messes it all up. And all you got to do is watch the news and know that I'm right, Amen. And uh, so again, we need to be uh, biblical with uh, with our thinking here. And certainly, uh, uh, you know, it's not just you know women, but, but men getting away from their uh, godly roles uh, as well. And so, again, we get back to these biblical principles that, that uh, many Christians are missing. Uh, again, that the Bible teaches that a woman's primary job is to, to care for the home. And it doesn't mean that she can't work, but her, her primary job is the care of the home once she's married. The Bible teaches the man's primary job is to provide for the home once they're married. And you can read in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, 1 Timothy, Titus, Proverbs 31. There's all types of uh, passages that would support uh, these types of things. Uh, and it's not to say that these roles cannot be shared. You know, uh, you know don't, don't misunderstand me. Uh, and sometimes because of necessity, sometimes because of providential things that are out of our control, sometimes a woman has to do both. Sometimes a man has to do both. But what our problem is, is we often we want to take the exception to the rule and we want to make that the rule. And it's usually just because of convenience and expediency. Uh, and we need to be careful with that. Uh, and, uh, you know, understand that God has a system in place uh, that is guaranteed to work if we follow and do what he says. You can't control what other people do. I understand that. But uh, we want to do things God's preferred way. Amen. I want, I, want, I want a biblical home. Um, God's preferred way. This, this builds homes. Again, that's God's way. Uh, now, the world's way, the culture, the world system, 
listen, it's tearing down homes. It's tearing apart families. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's crazy out there. Uh, and I believe uh, uh, many homes, uh, you know, are being tore down just simply from that neglect of God-given roles of husbands and wives. Uh, and so it would do us well to study the Word of God and and uh, uh, find our, our what God would have me to do, whether you're a husband or a wife, uh, a future husband, a future wife, and find out what God's role for you is concerning the family. I'm telling you, we need that uh, in America and across the world as well. So do things that build the home. Don't do things that destroy the home. Amen. Amen. Number two, fear the Lord and behave yourself. Amen. Uh, verse two, he that walketh uh, in his uprightness feareth the Lord. Uh, but he that is perverse in his ways despiseth him. You know, you can't say that you love Jesus and just, you know, say things and do things you know is against the Lord. You can say that all you want, but the Bible says if you do that, you despise him. You're despising the Lord. And certainly no reasonable thinking person would want to do that. Uh, so fear the Lord and behave yourself. I think I probably shared this with you before when, uh, you know, us, especially us boys, there was three of us boys and then two girls, and... Uh, uh, I was second oldest, and, and so about the time we got our driver's license and stuff, and we were kind of venturing out and getting some freedoms and so forth, uh, one thing my mom would always say, especially if us boys, because we're pretty close to the same age, and sometimes we would all kind of get together and go do things, and, and uh, we were, you know, a little ornery about things. Uh, but one thing she'd always say, now, you boys, when you get out there, act like you got some sense. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and we'd say, all right, Mama. And uh, sometimes we would, sometimes we wouldn't. Uh, but uh, uh, and I believe that's what the Lord wants to say. You know, as believers, we gotta act like we got some sense. You know, we need to we need to fear the Lord. You know, our behavior is important, right? I don't care what anybody thinks. We should. You should care what people think, especially if you're a Christian. Amen. All about you, but I don't want to give God a bad name. We don't want to go out there and give our family a bad name, right? I mean, anybody, any reasonable thinking person understands that. Well, it's the same thing with a Christian. And if you fear the Lord, you're going to walk in uprightness. That doesn't mean you'll never make a mistake. God's never called us to live a life of perfection, but He has called us to live a life of redemption. In other words, we're to you know we're to we're to make some effort uh, in that. Now we can't do it on our own. Uh, we live the same way we're saved through faith in God's grace. Uh, but uh, we need to uh, uh, serve the Lord faithfully and. And if there's things that we know that he doesn't approve of, we need to stay away from those things. You need to do things that are pleasing to God. Um, your day, if you want to have a good day, it can't be filled with lying and cheating and manipulating and gossip and uh, our words. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about that, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit as well. But our words and our actions, they ought to be clean. They ought to be presentable to the Lord. Hey, listen, if we face the day that I want to be successful for Christ... I mean, that kind of keeps us in check right there, doesn't it? It, it kind of, now we're focused. We're, we're in that, uh, we're in between those uh, uh, safety nets, if you will, where we need to be. And so in our normal course of life, uh, you know, not that we don't make mistakes every once in a while, but if our normal course of life is unbiblical behavior, it just simply means you don't fear God tonight. And you can give the lip service all you want. Uh, but if you can go out there and disobey God and not uh, fear the Lord the way you should, it's because you don't love him the way you should. And uh, so fear the Lord. Behave yourself. So number one, do things that build the home, not destroy it. Number two, fear the Lord and behave yourself. Uh, let's see, what else uh, should we do on a daily basis? Look at uh, verse 3. 
Look at verse 3. Uh, be mindful of your words. Boy, the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about what comes out of the mouth, doesn't it? A lot to say that comes out of the mouth. Um, the Bible tells us, Jesus says it in the book of Matthew chapter 12, the book of Luke 6, that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Hey, listen, if there's trash that comes out of your mouth all the time, it's because you've got trash in your heart. That's all there is to it. That's what God says, not me. Notice what it says in verse 3. It says, In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. So you always got to look at the other side of this. If the lips of the wise shall preserve, preserve them, then the lips of the unwise won't be preserved, right? So we always have to look at these things the way that uh, God has them here. And so, you know, uh, again, throughout the book of Proverbs, but not only the book of Proverbs, but, you know, the book of James would be another book that teaches us about how important our words and, and uh, you know, the, the things that we say, things that come out of our mouth are. Jesus taught it uh, very strictly. You know, your words, the, the conversations that you have, the things that you say, paint a true picture of who and what you really are tonight. You know, and... Uh, you know, it's important, you know, in this day and age where you don't have to say, you know, don't mean what you say, don't say what you mean. You know, that's all culturally, worldly driven. We're not to follow that junk, amen. We're to be honest, we're to be true, especially with our words. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, amen. We need that. Uh, we need that. Don't don't fall into this uh, uh, cultural, uh, just a mess, you know, where it's almost like people expect you to lie now. You know, it's just you know, it's just almost accepted, and I don't understand that. And so, as it says here, though, uh, our most, our biggest worry ought to be what God thinks about it. And our words either bring us a rod of judgment, or they bring us protection. That's what that verse is saying there. Now, I don't know about you, but I mean, that's a pretty easy one to do, right? I mean, contr- you know, watch my words, and and I can be blessed. If I don't watch my words, uh, then a rod of judgment can certainly come down upon my life. So we must daily. Be mindful uh, of our words. Amen uh, to that. And by the way, we need to be careful what we let in our ear gate. You know, you know. If, it, if, I mean, if we're letting a bunch of trash in there, whether it's through the music or the movies that we're watching, TV, you know, all. Sometimes we can't help it. I know sometimes, especially out in the workforce, you, I mean, you're going to hear things that you'll want to hear. Uh, but we all not make provisions for the flesh. Amen. You know, I mean, you need to stay away from that stuff if at all possible, uh, because if it's going in, it'll come out, uh, and uh, we don't want that. And so, be mindful of your words. Number four, don't be put out over unpleasant uh, unpleasant task. Look at verse four. This is this is a good verse. It says, "Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of the ox." Now, that verse is a very good verse because it really paints a perfect picture, especially in that day where, in this case, an ox was a work animal, you know, that pulled a plow. In other words, it was like the tractor sitting out there. And, of course, we think of uh, uh, even food and those types of things, you know, in a more farming-type way. And so the principle here, what this is saying is, is, is saying that the reason the ox's crib or the stall is clean is because they don't have one. So it's, that's not a good thing. It says, hey, listen, if your stall isn't messed up a little bit, if you don't have to go in there and clean it up every once in a while, it's because you don't have one. And in that day and age, that was not a good thing. That was not a good thing at all. And so there's a great lesson that, 
that we can learn from this. It, it was uh, certainly in, in some of us that have grown up on the farm and had to do that kind of stuff. It's not a it's not a fun thing to do to keep a stall clean, but it meant that you had an ox. <laughs> Amen. You know, one of our biggest problems, especially in America, you know, is we get all bent out of shape about things, uh, unpleasant things. Let's just remember this, folks, that anything worth having requires some unpleasantries to keep it. Amen? And what I mean is, is, is a, lot of, a lot of times we're wanting to get rid of things, we're complaining about things that are really needful for our daily living, and we do that because it, it requires work, and, and you know maybe it cuts into our time and what we want to do. And, and you're looking at one of the most guilty people of this that there is. I'm one of those. I find myself complaining about things until God smacks me up the size of the head and says, Hey, listen, you ought to be thankful you have that. You know, uh, you know. Uh, hey, listen, uh, a house that's uh, got some crayon marks on the wall and some toys laying around means this house has got some children in it. Amen. And those of us that are empty nesters, you miss them little boogers, don't you? Yeah. yeah, they might make a mess. They might, you know, stain the carpet that you just bought. You know, we all get aggravated. But it means you got children. And there's a lot of people that wish they had children, amen, that don't. Uh, uh, you know, your old, your husband's old nasty work boots and stinking and carrying on. Hey, that means you got a husband that works. He's got a job. Amen. Hey, where the crib's clean, it means you don't have an ox. Maybe your old car don't run some of the times. But boy, it's good to have a car, isn't it? Amen? So praise the Lord. Hey, listen, if uh, just, you know, I don't think I've mentioned this before. I don't know the exact numbers, but I believe it is below uh, 10% or right around 10%. But if you've got a car, just one car, and food in your refrigerator tonight and a roof over your head, you're in the top 10% of the world tonight compared to everybody else. You're in the top 10%. Amen. Hey, listen, thank God you got a house. Amen. Thank God you got to keep it clean. Praise the Lord. You know, if we look hard enough behind a lot of the unpleasant trees that are out there, we're going to find out that it's something that's needful and it's something that's a blessing. And we ought to be thankful for it and not scorn it. Amen. We ought to thank the Lord for it. Amen to that. And I'm one, I'm I'm preaching to myself there on that one. And so uh, we move along here. Steps on how to get through the day. Number one, do things that build the home, not destroy. Number two, fear the Lord, behave yourself. Uh, number three, be mindful of your words. Number four, uh, don't be put out over unpleasant tasks. And number five, just to kind of tie it all together, be truthful. Amen. Be truthful. Uh, look at verse five. It says, a faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. You know, being truthful or not, really, you know, it, you know, it's it's a character flaw. You know, I mean, that's a that's a huge character flaw. Um, and so, being truthful or not is going to depend on your character. Um, if people, here's the way I I look at it, and I believe the Bible backs it up. If somebody can easily lie, then they can also easily do things that aren't right either. You know, to me, the the lying thing really sticks out to me. I mean, that tells me that's somebody I can't trust with anything. I mean, if they'll lie, they're liable to do anything. Uh, and so it's real uh, real important that we need to be truthful with our words. We want, listen, we represent the Lord Jesus Christ tonight if you're saved, amen? 
So the words that come out of your mouth, they ought to be they ought to be true and they ought to be right. They ought to be trustworthy. And we don't want to say or do anything um, again that that uh, goes against what God says. On the other hand, you know there are some people that will say anything if they believe that it'll get them something. You know, it's just there's there's no integrity there. Uh, and so, but God says we need to be truthful. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. And we certainly don't want to be a false witness. That's even one of the Ten Commandments. We notice that word utter, it means to pour out. It's actually translated breeze. And this is why I believe it's a character flaw, because what they're talking about there, it's not just lying, but it's cheating. But they're lying and cheating, again, using that word breathe, it's as natural to them as breathing. It's a part of their character. It's who and what they are. That's not something that we want uh, uh, inside of us. And uh, so we don't want that just to be natural. Uh, again, these are, are uh, people, again, that have huge character flaws and, and need to get their hearts right uh, with the Lord. And so we'll stop there for tonight. going to let you get done a little early tonight. But uh, here's the thing, folks. Let us always, you know, as, as children of God, you know, to be truthful. Uh, you know, not just say truthful things, but to live truthfully. To be, to, be, to be honest about things as well. I think that's so, so very important. And so again, we have those five things uh, tonight. Uh, uh, do things that build the home, not destroy. Uh, fear the Lord, behave yourself, be mindful of your words. Uh, don't be put out over unpleasant tasks. Number five, be truthful. Next week we'll look at some more, uh, but we're well on our way to having a good day. Amen? And uh, so I hope and pray that was a blessing to you. So we're going to ask our pianist if she'll come. You know, we had several prayer requests tonight, and, uh, you know, Wednesday night, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different reasons why we can come to the altar. Uh, maybe something that was said during the message, certainly that as well. Uh, but, you know, on this prayer request, if some of those prayer requests were dear to you, maybe you got lost loved ones yourself, uh, maybe you just want to come and, and God really put on your heart about a specific person on this prayer list, you want to come and pray for them, or better yet, if they're in here, go get them and, and bring them down. You guys pray together.